CCRN, the Cigar Connoisseur Radio Network. Broadcasting from Humidor 1A in the Cigar City of Tampa, Florida, U.S.A. Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show, your weekly excursion into the world of cigars, spirits, and diversions. The cigar and pleasure-friendly hotlines are open. 877-DAVE-007. Now, fire up a cigar and pour yourself a cocktail. It's time for the General Cigar Dave. Let me raise my China cup that contains freshly brewed coffee. Take a sip here. Mmm. Ah, so warm down the throat. Such a delightful beverage. A delightful libation. But in the People's Republic of California, it will soon require a warning label. Once again... This global five-star general and alpha male-in-chief is right. I'm right again. Let me pat myself on the back. Do so with not one modicum of modesty, because once again, I am right, and I will tell you about that. In this hour, we will also celebrate the oldest living World War II veteran that I had the delight, privilege, honor of meeting and spending time with last June in Austin, And we've got an action-packed program for you again as we get ready to celebrate big holidays this weekend. First of all, Long Ash greetings and salutations. A Long Ash snappy salute, Semper Delictatio. Always pleasure. Long live the Alpha. Make America great again. Screw the enemies of pleasure. A happy Passover for those that celebrate. Began last night. Happy Easter tomorrow. And on Monday, very big day, especially in my hometown of Buffalo, New York, It is Dingus Day, a very big celebration that uh, occurs in many cities. Uh, Buffalo, Chicago with big Polish populations. Big, big day. Dingus Day, we will celebrate it appropriately here because everybody's Polish on Dingus Day, just like everybody is Irish on St. Patrick's Day. As always, follow me 24-7. 365 social media. Go to CigarDave.com, upper right-hand corner. You will see all the links to social media. Twitter, at Cigar Dave Show is my handle. Facebook, Cigar Dave. Instagram, Cigar Dave. YouTube. And uh, I think that covers every element of social media. Just go to CigarDave.com. Don't forget, download the Cigar Dave mobile app if you have not done it. I received an email from a, an alpha lieutenant in Detroit saying, Hey, General, you know, I listen to you online and... Uh, I'd love to be able to listen to you on my phone, and I immediately, immediately replied saying, we've, been, we've had a mobile app that we talk about all the time here on the show, so just do a search in either the Android store or the Apple iTunes or, or App Store, Cigar Dave, and it'll pop up, download it, you can listen 24-7, 365. Last June, by the way, I always like to start the show on a positive note, something happy, something snappy. What movie was that from? That was from That Thing You Do with uh, Tom Hanks. Great movie. I want something happy, something snappy. And that's what I like to do because as alphas, we look at the glass as half full, not half empty. Now, the enemies of pleasure, the betas, they're miserable. They look at the glass half full. They're very pessimistic. We as alphas are optimistic. Last June, I conducted special 
Alpha Mission 111, SAM 111, last June to Austin, Texas, where I met and spent about three hours with the oldest living World War II veteran, the oldest veteran period in the United States of America, Richard Overton, 111 years of age. He will turn 112 on May 11th. And I had a wonderful three hours. I brought him uh, several boxes of fine cigars we got to chat. We conducted a video interview, a radio and interv- audio interview. Just had a wonderful time sitting on his porch and got to meet his his nephew. I got to meet his uh, s- several friends, and it was amazing on Richard Overton Way, where he lives in Austin. The number of people riding their bikes or 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 walking by, waving, thanking him for his service, saluting him. Just a wonderful gentleman, and I it really left an impression on me because he was just a great guy, and I'll never forget. Uh, he, he's got more. Have a Tampa sweets that you can imagine. But I brought him some nice premium cigars, some Arturo Fuentes, some Diamond Crowns. And when I gave him the boxes of cigars, he's like, well, I like smaller size cigars. I don't like the real big fat ones. I said, no, no, these are good. You're going to like these. These are uh, like Robusto sized, Corona sized. And of course, as soon as I opened up the box, he looked at it and he goes, yeah, I could use these. These are good. I'll smoke these. And I said, well, let's light one up together. And we did. And really got to uh, share some wonderful times. Really priceless times. Well, America's oldest living World War II veteran, Richard Overton, got a chance to visit his likeness on a mural in Austin. His cousin, Velma, posted a shot of the visit to Facebook. And by the way, I did meet Velma, a very nice woman, had a great conversation. And I felt uh, he was nice enough to invite me into his home, showed me all the awards and the pictures and some of the memorabilia. Really uh, had a, a wonderful time. But If you look at this mural, a a mural that was painted on 12th and uh, Shison Streets in Austin, the mural that was done of him is a picture of it. It looks a spinning image of him. I mean, the artist did a magnificent job. He's got his cigar in his hand, just the way he always holds it, between his first and second finger. Got a nice smile, and he's wearing his World War II uh, veteran cap. And uh, just got that big, bright smile and just a wonderful, wonderful opportunity to that he got to see. And uh, obviously, he was stunned when he saw it. But just a, a magnificent tribute to him. Richard Overton still lives in his own home at 111, about to be 112. Oldest man in the United States, oldest living World War II veteran, or any veteran for that matter. Enlisted in the U.S. Army September 1942 at Fort Sam Houston. He served in the South Pacific from 1942 to 1945 in Hawaii, Okinawa, Guam, and Iwo Jima. He's lived through 19 presidents. And when I asked him, what is the secret to your longevity? He said, smoke my cigars a day. I think, what did he tell me? Ten cigars. Now they're the smaller machine-made cigars. Ten cigars, have some milk, and I have a little cup of coffee, and I put a tablespoon of whiskey in there every day. And it's good for you. It keeps your muscles nice and loose. And by according to that, uh, that standard, uh, Mick the Brit has got the loosest muscles, not only in the world, but in the entire universe. But I agree with him. He's right. Is there empirical evidence that drinking, having a little bit of whiskey, or a little bit of alcohol every day is good for you? Well, we know that in moderation it is. But I don't think we can dispute the fact that here's a guy that has smoked all these cigars, that has his coffee every day, puts a tablespoon of whiskey. There is something to that. 
everything in moderation, and certainly Richard Overton, a wonderful, wonderful gentleman. A snappy salute to you, Richard. My honor. And go to CigarDave.com. We will post our interview. We'll, it's already on there, but we will post on the front page a link to Special Alpha Mission 111. All right, when we come back, as I take a sip, mm. ah, my freshly brewed coffee, and again, we do it elegant alpha style here at Command Center Alpha in the Cigar City. I have a China cup, and as you can hear, I've got a, hear that? As I lay that on, that is a China saucer. I don't do paper, not in my office, not in Command Center Alpha. We do it very elegant. I'm taking another sip. Mm. Freshly brewed coffee, coffee on my espresso machine. But when we come back, we will tell you the latest war, the enemies of pleasure are wagering I said this ages ago. First, they're coming after your cigars. Then they're coming after your steaks. Then they're coming after your libations. And then they will come after your coffee. And once again, this global five-star alpha male-in-chief is 100% correct. The Cigar Dave Officers Club selection this month is a crowned head sampler, including Luminosa. This cigar is made from Central American tobaccos wrapped in an exquisite Connecticut leaf. Luminosa delivers a smooth draw, brimming with rich, creamy, buttery flavors. Want cigars like these shipped directly to you each month? Log on to CigarDave.com to join the Officers Club. In 1964, Jose O. Padron began rolling cigars bearing his name in modest surroundings with one guiding principle, always focus on quality, never on quantity. Nearly 40 years later, Padron cigars are recognized for their superior taste and majestic construction. The result of Padron controlling all aspects of the cigar making process, including planting their own seeds, growing and curing their own tobacco, and constantly supervising the rolling room. To Wall Street, it is called vertical integration. To the Padron family, it's called making great cigars. The Padron lines include the Padron 1964 Anniversary Series and the Padron Traditional line. All Padron cigars are wrapped in Nicaraguan sun-grown Habano tobacco, available in natural or maduro. Experience Padron. For your Padron retailer, call 1-800-453-5635. When Padron is on the band, quality is a matter of family honor. Surgeon General Warning. Tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight. The Cigar Dave Show is available 24-7, 365 via the Cigar Dave mobile app for Android, iPhone, as well as Amazon Kindle. You don't need to be in front of a radio. You just need to have your mobile device ready to go. And you can listen to me take on the enemies of pleasure. Talk about the alpha male good life as we talk cigars, spirits, diversions, grilling, Everything associated with the alpha male good life. So go download the Cigar Dave mobile app today, presented by Diamond Crown. And you can listen to the show live, noon to 2 Eastern time, anywhere around the world. And as soon as the show is done, we run a continuous loop. The show is also available on demand. Also our Twitter feed, Facebook feed, and the ability for you to record a message and send it directly to us. So go right now, if you've got an Android, an iPhone, or the Amazon Kindle, Go and download the Cigar Dave mobile app presented by Diamond Crown. Never miss a minute of a Cigar Dave show with the Cigar Dave mobile app. 
Warning. Warning. We've reached DEFCON 1. Civil rights have been breached. Congressional insurgency has begun. Stand by as your general enacts countermeasures. As I take a sip of my mm, ah, freshly brewed coffee with four drops of liquid stevia, natural sweetener, there's nothing to me in the morning like the aroma of freshly brewed coffee, sipping on that coffee, and a crisp, fresh Wall Street Journal in my hot little hands, as well as a cigar. On weekends, I love having a cigar in the morning along with my Wall Street Journal, if it's a Saturday, as well as the coffee. There's just something very elegant, something very civilized about it. Now, I drink primarily decaf. I will have one cup of regular usually in the morning, and then the rest of the day, I will have decaf, and then I'll have an afternoon espresso. I've got that Chocatino espresso that I like right around 3, 3.30. It's got caffeine, but it's one shot. That's it. And we have seen a renaissance, a resurgence in coffee. Starbucks everywhere you go. The coffee experience. It's not just going to have a cup of coffee. It's the coffee experience where you sit, you, you converse, you socialize, you do your work. And we've seen an explosion in the quality of coffee, just like premium cigars the last 20-some-odd years. McDonald's, their coffee is excellent. They've elevated their coffee. Tim Horton's coffee, Dunkin' Donuts coffee, even all the gas stations, whether it's Circle K or 7-Eleven or Wawa, Racetrack, they've all elevated the quality of their coffee. The number of Americans drinking a daily cup of coffee is at the highest level since 2012. The National Coffee Association just conducted, uh, actually this is a few years ago, they had the their annual meeting, and the statistics came out, and it has grown the last number of years. Over 64% of Americans aged 18 and over said they had a cup of coffee. That compares with 62% in 2017. So what we are seeing is people now are enjoying the coffee experience. And we know that coffee, in moderation, a couple of cups a day, is actually good for you. There are health benefits. Well, that's not good enough for the enemies of pleasure. And I have stated this since I started this show. When the enemies of pleasure and the FDA was done coming after your cigars, when they were done coming after your spirits, When they were done coming after your steaks, they need another target. They need to go after another product that you consume, that you enjoy. Natural product, I might add. It grows on trees. It's actually a fruit. People uh, people don't realize that coffee is a fruit. If you look at the original bean, it looks like a cherry. And if you go to Central America along the sides of the roads, you can see all these trees. And I thought they were cherry trees. They're not. Those are coffee trees. And then, of course, they dry them, and then they roast them, and it becomes the bean. But I have stated all along, when the the enemies of pleasure, the FDA, the food police, when they are done with cigars and steaks and spirits, they need another target because these people are not happy. They have to always have something in their target. And I said, what is the next logical product? And it was very apparent to me, coffee. More Americans are addicted to caffeine than to nicotine. 
I sound like Jesse Jackson. More Americans are addicted to caffeine than to nicotine. If it does not fit, you must acquit. When you look at coffee, go look at an airport in the morning. Everybody lined up to get their coffee hit. Go to any Starbucks and you see lines wrapped around. I personally will never wait in a line at Starbucks. I would rather go to a place that has either Maxwell House or Folgers Brewed or anything brewed. I'm not going to wait in line for 20 minutes to get a, a, a cup of Starbucks. Personally, I think they overroast the beans. It's a little bit too acidic, too viscous for me. I prefer Tim Hortons. My favorite. Love Tim Hortons coffee. McDonald's coffee is fine. Have no problem with Dunkin' Donuts coffee. But they, the enemies of pleasure, needed a target. And when we think about Americans, Americans are more addicted to caffeine than any other drug. If you think there's an opioid crisis, there is a caffeine crisis in this country. Now, I don't call it a caffeine crisis. I just say it's caffeine. But, of course, the enemies of pleasure, oh, we have to go after it. So how can they go after coffee knowing that they're going to have a very difficult time to ban it, to make it illegal? Because when you go after cigars, you're going after a small percentage of Americans. But when you go after coffee, you're talking about the overwhelming majority of Americans that are addicted to a cup of mocha java caffeine in the morning. So what's their strategy? They know they can't ban it. They could probably try to tax it. Well, what they're doing in the People's Republic of California will serve as a model for the rest of the country. Listen to me closely, my fellow alphas. This is their strategy. Just as I predicted the strategy of the enemies of cigars would slowly, incrementally try to ban smoking, incrementalism as I called it. First, we just want to ban smoking in buildings and public places. Fine. Then they said, well, it's worked so well. Now let's ban smoking in outdoor patios, cafes. Fine. And that's worked so well. Now let's ban smoking on sidewalks, public sidewalks, parks, beaches. The next stop is your own home. Mark my words. Incrementalism. That is the favorite modus operandi of the enemies of pleasure. And their modus operandi when it comes to coffee is not to try to tax it, is not to try to ban it. However, what they're doing now in California will be a role model. In California, there is something called State Proposition 65. It refers to cancer warnings that have to be placed Big stickers, big, anywhere you go where there's one of more than 900 chemicals on a list known to the state of California to cause cancer, birth defects, or other reproductive reproductive harm. Never mind if it takes excessive amounts. So, for example, even if it says, great, for something to harm you, you have to ingest, and I'm just using, I'm throwing this out, 100 parts per million to affect you, and you have to do it on a regular basis. Even if something has one one millionth of a particle per million that has been known, a known chemical that in excess is toxic. It has to get a warning label under Prop 65 in California. I will never forget, I was in California a few years ago. I go into a parking garage and there's a giant warning label as you take the ticket saying 
California Prop 65 warning. Certain chemicals and exhaust fumes in this garage are known to be uh, to cause cancer, birth defects, or other reproductive harm. I'm looking at it going, what? It's not as if I'm going to stick my mouth up to a tailpipe and start inhaling. But that makes no difference. You go on a plane in California on the side of the jetway because they're going to serve alcohol, there's a warning label. Certain chemicals contained in alcohol contain, can cause cancer, birth defects, or other reproductive harm. You get a bottle of soap on the, on the mirror. On the mirror in my hotel room, there's a sticker that says certain cleaning products used contain chemicals known to cause cancer, birth defects, or other reproductive harm. I'm not going to drink the ammonia. I'm not going to drink the uh, Fantastic 409. I'm not going to drink the bleach. You're using that to clean. Makes no difference. Acrylamide is a chemical used for industrial processes like making paper and dyes, also created during the cooking process for many baked and fried foods, including potato chips, bread, french fries. Well, in the roasting process of coffee, a byproduct is a very, very small amount of acrylamide. Well, a judge in Los Angeles Superior Court, Judge Elihu Burl, I wonder if he's related to Milton, because this is a comedic ruling, found that Starbucks and other coffee companies failed to prove their case that a chemical, that acrylamide, found in coffee posed no significant harm. A nonprofit called the Council for Education and Research on Toxics sued coffee makers in 2010, claiming that acrylamide is carcinogenic and requires a warning under the state law known as Prop 65. The companies argued at trial last fall they should be allowed to come up with an alternative risk level for acrylamide in coffee. Judge Elihu Burl, no, I don't even know if it's Milton's son, who knows, said in the ruling the companies did not offer substantial evidence to quantify any minimum amount of acrylamide in coffee that might be necessary to reduce microbial contamination or render coffee palatable. So basically now, you have a cup of coffee on the cup at the store. You're going to have to have a cancer warning label. Absurd. Never miss a minute of the show when you download the Cigar Dave mobile app for Apple, Android, and Kindle devices. You can listen to our 24-7 continuous stream of the latest show or download the recent podcasts to listen to anytime on your mobile device. Get the Cigar Dave mobile app in the App Store. Search Cigar Dave. Hi, this is Rocky Patel. I'm here with my brother Nish and my cousin Nimish, and we're talking cigars. Guess what? They want me to vote on what my favorite cigar is. It's tough, but I'm going to go with the Decade. I love it. It's rich, decadent, and smooth. Rocky, you know what? The Decade's a great cigar, but the 15th anniversary, that's the cigar. That celebrated your 15 years in business, and I got to tell you, it's my favorite. You know what, Nish and Rocky, you both are wrong. The best cigar is Freedom by Rocky Patel. This cigar delivers a lot of spice, a lot of flavor, and in my opinion, it's the best cigar we make. As usual, we can't agree. But guess what? There's a great cigar for everyone. I promise you, nobody works harder than we do to make you a great quality cigar. Come visit us at RockyPatel.com. Surgeon General Warning. Cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes.
with an unlimited and secure supply of pleasure sticks available for the general to enjoy. It's time for National Cigar Litation Maneuvers. Well, I have just placed into my hot little pause the March 2018 Officers Club Selection. The Cigar Dave Officers Club Selection for this month is the Crowned Heads Sampler. Let me unzip the very nice, very elegant Cigar Dave Officers Club pouch to reveal three fantastic cigars from Crowned Heads. First, the Four Kicks, the La Careme, fabulous cigar, and Luminosa. Three very, very nice, diverse cigars from Crowned Heads. Crowned Heads was started boutique, uh, an artisanal cigar manufacturer and distributor. Started, he's got to be maybe about seven, eight years ago now. John Huber and Mike Condor. John was with CAO Cigars, as was Mike, as well as General Cigar. And they decided to go out on their own. And they have teamed up with some incredible manufacturers, including Ernesto Perez Carrillo. EPC Cigars, Ernesto Perez Carrillo, one of the great cigar blenders, cigar manufacturers. In fact, I set up a lunch with all of them way back. And the first cigar that Crown Heads launched is the Four Kicks, introduced back in 2011, seven years ago. Medium-bodied cigar, rich in flavor. Let me pull this baby out. Beautiful, nice red and gold band. Dark wrapper, almost looks like a Maduro, but it is not. Oh, the aroma on this cigar. Just the, the cedary notes, the sweetness. I want to eat this cigar. That's how incredible this cigar smells. Ecuadorian Habano wrapper. Dark Habano wrapper. It's not a Maduro, but it looks like a Maduro. Nicaraguan binder. Nicaraguan fillers. Mm, some nice spicy sweet flavors. Nice nutty nose. Mm, cedary sweet on the uh, on the nose right now. This is a magnificent cigar. Comes in about five, six different sizes, but everybody received the Toro size. Or correction, the Robusto size. Five inches in length with a 50 ring gauge or 50, 54, fourths of an inch in diameter. So just under an inch in diameter. And the suggested retail price is in the $8, $9 category for the four kicks Robusto. Magnificent cigar. That's what I will enjoy today. Part of the Cigar Dave Officers Club March 2018 selection featuring the Crown Head Sampler, this four kicks, as well as the La Carême, another magnificent cigar, and Luminosa. Cigar altering and highly sharpened leaf exposing device. Self-sharpening double-edged stainless steel guillotine ready to go. Maximum BTU flame-throwing and heat-producing apparatus. From the Cigar Dave Research and Development Labs, the guys that wear the white coats with the pocket protectors, they came out. They said, General, we've got this week a brand new litation device. Huge. We've been working on this. We haven't told you anything about it. This litation device we're calling the Mala. And I said, Mala, make America litate again. And I said, okay, I like it. This is called the Mala. I like it. Make America litate again. And this thing has got a humongous single... Listen to that, man. I mean, you could put four of these on a uh, on a jet, and this thing would fly. So big, gigantic tank, and it's got mala and letters right across, up and down, with a uh, red, white, and blue insignia. Beautiful, special safety lock device. 
big giant tank on this thing. Almost looks like a hand grenade with a giant, giant torch. Looks like a welding torch at the top. That's what I will use from the Cigar Dave R&D Laboratories, the Mala. Make America lightate again. Cigar, Cigar pre-lightation checklist complete. No faults detected. Area clear of all enemies of pleasure. Approval to go throttle up in three, two, one. Oh, perfect cut as always. Let me dispense of the head right there. Fantastic. Now I'm going to take my Cigar Dave Mala, make America lightate again. I kind of like that. I will gently toast the foot of this cigar. Listen to that. Listen to that. Oh, major, major heat producing coming out of this malalitation device. Toasting the foot of the cigar. No rush. No rush. And as I do so, I am catching the first few wafts of incredible aroma. Now I will puff and rotate. Beautiful. Puff more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Probably blow on the foot of this cigar. Even amber glow. Magnificent. Super tremenda magnificent. Outstanding now. I need the proper accompaniment for this Crown Heads Four Kicks Fantastic Cigar. Scotch, bourbon, and beer. Commence thirst-quenching libationary maneuvers. Well... Passover started last night, and it is a Passover tradition to enjoy the finest quality wines that are available. And I say that facetiously. I say that facetiously because I have just pulled out a bottle of Manischewitz Concord Grape Kosher for Passover wine. And I will tell you that uh, this is a sweetened, fortified wine. This is definitely, you know when you say a wine, what year is it? You know, like 2014, oh, great year. No, when it comes to Manischewitz, Sweet Concord Grape Fortified Wine, it's what week was it? I think this was produced two weeks ago. Not a lot of aging. Made in Canandaigua, New York. It's now owned by Constellation Brands. It comes, they they have uh, the Concord Grape, which they say is sweet but balanced wine, generous mouthfeel. It's very sweet. They've got blackberry, uh, cherry, extra uh, heavy Malaga, elderberry, and medium dry Concord. The medium dry is not as uh, not as sweet as the Concord grape, but I've got the Concord grape right here because for Passover on the Passover table, had some last night, and that's what I will enjoy today. I think uh, I have, what, however many cups, uh, four or five cups of wine during the Passover Seder. So today I brought in a bottle of Monashevitz Concord grape. You know wine is top shelf when it's got a metal twist-off cap. You just know it. Let me pour a little bit here. Deep, dark, very uh, real burgundy purple purple uh, color on this. Take a whiff. Oh, major sweetness. Wow. That is like you can, you can smell the sugars coming out of this uh, wine. All right. Let me say cheers. L'chaim to all. Mmm. Ah, that's sweet. Very sweet. Actually, it is a nice accompaniment. To my four kicks by crowned heads because or work has a lot of sweetness on it some spiciness to it but actually has some very nice sweetness so that's what i will enjoy today my manashevitz concord grape and for those of you celebrating passover a very happy passover happy pesach hope that 
Your first Seder last night was delightful. Make sure you have plenty of matzah for the next uh, seven days, seven remaining days of Passover. Be stocked up, and it goes great with my four kicks. Robusto, part of the Cigar Dave Officers Club March 2018 selection, the crown head sampler, including this four kicks, the La Carême Luminosa. If you are not a member of my Officers Club, do not delay. Go to CigarDave.com, click on Officers Club, $22.95 per month gets you the latest and greatest in the world of cigars, including this crowned heads sampler. Well, it's too late for that now, but had you been a member, you would have gotten it. And speaking of crowned heads, let me bring this up because I've told uh, John Huber and Mike Conner, they've really done a great job with their lineup. This La Carême that's also in the Officers Club, fabulous, incredible cigar named after celebrity chef Marie Antoine Carême who popularized the chocolate souffle. And when you smoke the La Carême, you get a lot of dark chocolate, espresso, some black cherries, very dense, rich cigar, very smooth. I mean, it's got a really dark, chocolatey wrapper on it, Maduro wrapper, but when you smoke it, it's just so elegant on the palate, and you really get this. So it's aptly named, because the woman that popularized the chocolate souffle, the La Carême cigar has some beautiful notes of chocolate espresso on there. Beautiful stick, as is the Luminosa. But Crown Heads is launching a line extension called the Limited Mule Kick next month. It's going to be in the Four Kicks uh, collection. They're also known for their Headley Grange, the uh, their La Carême here, some of their other cigars as well. But they are bringing back Mule Kick, a limited edition cigar that came out in 2012, returned for a second run last year. This year's version is officially named Four Kicks Mule Kick LE Limited Edition 2018. It will start shipping in April. And John Huber has assured me that I will receive a box of these uh, Mule Kick Limited Edition 2018. only comes in one size. It is a what I would call a uh, maybe just a junior Toro to a Toro size. Five and seven... Eight, Seven-eighths inches in length, so almost six inches. 52 ring gauge, suggested retail price, ten ninety-five. Connecticut Habano wrapper, Nicaraguan binder, and filler. The original Mule Kick was intended to be a stronger version of the four kicks that I have in my hand right now with a modified filler blend and a darker Ecuadorian Habano wrapper leaf. But the Mule Kick Limited Edition 2018, they look to improve on that original Blend. They wanted to take it to another level. When they added the Connecticut Habano wrapper, that just totally changed the complexion of the cigar. Ten count boxes, only 3,000 boxes are going to be released. 30,000 cigars, that's it. Made by Ernesto Perez Carrillo at his Tabacalera La Alianza factory in República Dominicana. I cannot wait. And John Hubert, John, I know you're listening. You have assured me I will get a box of these limited mule kicks, four kicks, limited mule kick. Uh, in April. So if it's as good as this four kicks that I'm smoking now, it is going to be an absolutely fantastic, incredible cigar. All right, when we come back, we will tell you about something going on in the People's Republic of California. There's even more threats. There's even more enemies of pleasure. This time, they're not going after your cigar. They're not going after your steak. They're not going after your coffee. They're going after an elegant piece of women's clothing. A piece of women's clothing that when a hot woman, I don't care even if a woman is a dog, bow wow, when she wears this type of clothing, she will look super hot. Super tremenda. No ifs, no ends, no buts. And I will tell you about it 
as we continue front and center. The General is always on Twitter, delivering breaking news, giving you the latest intel on cigars, and battling the enemies of pleasure. Chat with the General now at Cigar Dave Show. As a cigar connoisseur, one of the pleasures that we derive is walking into our retailer's humidor and seeing the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. Nine years ago, I had the idea that I wanted to share great cigars with the cigar lieutenants. So, the Officers Club was born. Every month, you will receive three fantastic premium cigars direct to your door, shipped in a very dapper Officers Club customized Ziploc cigar pouch. $22.95 per month gets you the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. No long-term contracts. You can cancel whenever you want. You enjoy great cigars right to your door. Names like Perdomo, Diamond Crown, Brickhouse, San Latano, Rocky Patel, Torano, CAO, Avo, Camacho, Greycliff, and many more. Join the Officers Club today. Go to CigarDave.com, click on Officers Club, and for $22.95, you'll get the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. America is under attack. Basic freedoms, privileges, and acts that we would normally take for granted are disappearing each day, including the simple ability to enjoy a cigar. This is Glenn Loop, Executive Director of Cigar Rights of America, CRA. At a time when elected officials should be thinking about education, public safety, and creating jobs, they are actually thinking about smoking bans, new taxes, and regulations of historic proportions on premium cigars. The cigars that provide us with pleasure, relaxation, and fellowship are under attack. We have to stop it. That's why Cigar Rights of America was created, to work for a new political day for cigar enthusiasts across America, to roll back restrictive laws and defeat onerous taxes and regulations that impact everyone from your local cigar shop to your personal humidor. For the price of a few great cigars, be a part of this effort to protect your right to enjoy a cigar without excessive taxation and cumbersome legislation. Go to CigarRights.org. Let's tell the government we've had enough. Join now, CigarRights.org. General has determined that enemies of pleasure are hazardous to your happiness. For your protection and sanity, they've been vaporized. As they should be. I will get to some enemy of pleasure news here momentarily. But first, a hearty dose of congratulations to our exemplary producer, Private Brian, and his fiance Robin, getting married next Saturday. And my question to Private Brian is, did he listen and review the special prenuptial agreement segment that we did about a year ago here on the Cigar Dave Show? I hope that he did. Remember, gentlemen, when you go down that aisle, make sure your assets are protected, lock, stock, and barrel. What's yours is yours. What's hers is yours. That's why you should always have a prenuptial agreement. So, Private Brian... I know you followed this five stars advice, but happy uh, congratulations next week getting married to uh, uh, Robin. So, Private Brian and Robin, nuptial agreements next uh, next Saturday. All right. I have always stated, you know, I appreciate elegant women. I appreciate beautiful dames. 
I have an eye for gorgeous women. It's a gift. I have always stated, people say, well, General, you know, you really, you got that wandering eye. You like looking. Absolutely. To me, beautiful women are like art. Some people look at Picassos, at Renoirs, at Monets. I look at lovely, elegant, gorgeous, hot dames. The more bodacious, the better. I always say, never met a big rack I didn't love. But I have an appreciation for beautiful women. Those are works of art as far as I'm concerned. I'd rather, that's why I have a harem. I don't want to collect art on canvas. I want to collect art to the eye, the beautiful women, thus the harem. And there's nothing like the sight of a woman in the winter when she is wearing a gorgeous fur coat. Whether it's a long fur coat, shorter fur coat, but the long ones, when you have a woman, the ugliest of women, a woman could be bow wow, a dog, woof woof. But when she wears that fur coat, it elevates her. I mean, she could be a three and automatically it'll bring her up to like a six. So all of a sudden, if you have a woman who's a six or a seven, and they wear a magnificent-looking coat with that fur surrounding their, their head and their hair and just the way it flows. You can take a woman who's a 7, bam, up to a 9 or 10 just like that. So when you get a woman who's a 9 or 10, I mean, you're off the, you're off the gorgeous scale. It goes right up to about a 15, possibly a 20, because it moves exponentially. Well, there's nothing in my... When, you, when I travel, I try not to travel up north in the winter for obvious reasons, being a Floridian now for 29 years... Why do I want to go in the snow, the sleet, the slush, the, uh, the gray skies, the, the sub-zero temperatures, getting dark at four in the afternoon? I did that when I lived in Buffalo and went to Syracuse University. I gave that up 29 years ago. Don't miss it. But there is something when you go to Chicago or New York or Detroit or Toronto or Montreal or Minneapolis and you see gorgeous women walking down the street when it's cold outside and that luscious fur surrounding them. Control yourself, five-star general. Control yourself. They are just absolutely luscious. Well, in the People's Republic of California, San Francisco supervisors voted unanimously this past week to ban the sale of fur, the largest U.S. city to approve a prohibition on the sale of fur. The ban takes place January 1st, applies to all apparel and accessories featuring real fur, including coats, keychains, and gloves. So all of a sudden, if there's a little bit of fur on a keychain or a little bit of fur on a, uh, like a, 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 an iPhone or an Android case, it is illegal. An amendment added Tuesday allows furriers and other retailers to sell current inventory until January 1, 2020. How swell of them. This is a perfect example of city government bureaucracy overreaching, going into private business. These are law-abiding businesses, owners that have had stores sometimes 20, 30, 40, 50 years, generations. And retailers are fed up. They are fed up. And what they're saying is they'll have a showroom in San Francisco, but they'll now have to sell it outside the city limits. Let's listen to Katie Tang, the San Francisco supervisor behind the fur ban legislation. I'm wondering if Katie Tang has any relation to the Tang breakfast drink that the astronauts from the Apollo space, uh, space missions and NASA drank. I have no clue, but let's hope not, because Tang was a delicious, delectable drink. Hey, if it was good enough for the astronauts when I was a kid, I told my mother, it's good enough for me. I would make her go get Tang. Little did I know it had all the sugar and all the other garbage. But if the astronauts drank it, 
then by gosh, so was I. Here's Katie Tang. Listen to what she has to say about her brilliant proposal and brilliant measure. I think it's really easy to look at a, a nice fur coat hanging on a, in a store and think, oh, this is beautiful, it'll keep me warm, it'll make me look fashionable. But you can't ignore the reality that many animals died. In fact, about 50 million around the world each year die just so that we can look fashionable. And there's a lot of technology out there now to make fake furs that make people look just as nice and keep people just as warm. So we really don't need to harm animals uh, to this large extent. I want the real fur. I don't want fake fur. The only thing I like are fake boobs. But I want the real fur. I don't want fake fur. And she says thousands of animals die. Well, by that rationale, millions of animals die so we can enjoy fantastic succulent meat products and ribs and chicken and brisket. By that account, They'll want to go and basically create a prohibition against eating meat. Wait a minute. That's exactly what they're going to do. That's the next thing by that same rationale. But the way that the vegans hide behind a prohibition of meat is they're saying, well, this is good for the environment because we can't have all these carbon emissions. But here's Katie Tang, the supervisor, going into something that is fully legal with a ridiculous argument saying, well, all these animals die. Well, the animals are treated pretty well. Because to have fur like that, you cannot just stick them all in pens and allow the animals... I mean, there's, there's a direct correlation between how the animals are treated and how the fur is going to look. And, of course, all the furriers want their fur coats to look fantastic. Mayor Mark Farrell plans to sign the legislation. The Chamber of Commerce estimates San Francisco fur sales account for $40 million a year. The city says they disagree that it's $11 million and that... Its estimate of prohibition is unlikely to significantly harm the overall local economy. What it's going to do is harm those businesses now that are locked into leases, who make a living doing this. Nobody is forcing women to go in and buy fur coats. Nobody is forcing a consumer to go in and pick up and say, I've got to buy that coat. If somebody is so anti-fur, they can buy faux fur. Fine, let them do it. But most women want the real thing. Benjamin Lynn, who is 72 years of age, owns BB Hawk in the south of Market neighborhood. His showroom features chinchilla, sable fox, and black glamour mink. I like the sable and the fox coats on the dames. They look fantastic. He said he can't fight it. I won't win. I don't have the energy and the money. And that's exactly what happens. Here are honest business people. Business people that are following the law, not bothering anybody, and yet here you've got an overreaching bureaucracy in city council that wants to now decide what businesses can be legal and what can't. It is outrageous. It is obscene. Enough is enough. San Francisco, California, the entire state, it's going to hell. As far as I'm concerned, let Mexico have it. Let them have all the illegals, let them have all the taxes and all the debt. You want California, Mexico? It's yours. Because we in the United States are fed up with the People's Republic of California and these wackadoodle nutcases that want to take away fur from gorgeous women. Hour 2 is next. This is CCRN, the Cigar Connoisseur Radio Network.
Broadcasting from Humidor 1A in the cigar city of Tampa, Florida, USA. Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show, your weekly excursion into the world of cigars, spirits, and diversions. The cigar and pleasure-friendly hotlines are open. 877-DAVE-007. Now, fire up a cigar and pour yourself a cocktail. It's time for the General Cigar Dave. This Four Kicks cigar from Crown Heads, part of our Officers Club selection for March. Hmm, fantastic. And I have my Manischewitz Concord Grape. Take a sip of that. Hmm. Ah, yes, the standard at every Passover Seder table across the world, or at least in the United States. And I wish you, as always, a happy Passover, happy Easter Monday, happy Dingus Day. We'll get into that. The foremost authority on the alpha male lifestyle. That includes cigars, spirits, diversions, dice, dames, and anything that involves intellectual discourse, intellectual conversation, because I'm not just limited to the alpha male pleasures. We can talk politics. We can talk current events. Why? Because as alpha males, we are educated. We are at the top of our games. We are successful in our chosen careers. We are worldly men, as opposed to wussified betas. Welcome back. Hour number two of the Cigar Dave Show. This hour will be Rickles and Rats. And you're saying, Gen- what? Rickles and Rats? Wait a minute. Well... One year ago, on April 6th, this coming week, this coming uh, Friday, Don Rickles passed away at the age of 90, just one month short of his 91st birthday. I will tell you that I watch almost every single night on YouTube the great Don Rickles videos that are posted from his appearances on the Johnny Carson. Everybody calls it the Johnny Carson. It was the Tonight Show starring Johnny Carson, but everybody called it Carson. They were fabulous. The, Don, the Dean Martin roasts, his appearances everywhere. I've got one that we'll, we'll, we'll tweet out, that we'll post on social media, of him doing an impromptu stand-up uh, roasting Larry King on his, I think, 98th wedding uh, to his uh, current wife that uh, was probably, I don't know, about 10, 12, 14 years ago. But just some great Rick- – love Rickles, the greatest stand-up comedian to this day. I watch him every night. I can't get enough. And when I do watch him on – the Tonight Show with Johnny Carson, you realize how fantastic Johnny Carson was. You realize that that show, even today, what, 25 years after, what, 20, yeah, 25 years after Johnny Carson went off the air, you realize how far superior it is to any of the evening shows now, the 1130 shows, whether it is Stephen Colbert. Yeah, he's Colbert. It's Colbert. Yeah, Stephen Colbert. Stephen Colbert or uh, Jimmy Fallon or, you know, just any of them. I mean, uh, uh, Conan O'Brien. And, you know, I used to watch Jimmy Kimmel, but he's gotten so ultra-political. People watch to be entertained. And if one thing about Johnny Carson, you didn't know whether he was a Democrat, Republican, or Independent. He took shots at everybody, but didn't go over the line. And same thing with Jay Leno. But when you watch these guys, you know they're ultra, ultra leftist liberals. But we're going to celebrate Don Rickles uh, in the bottom of the hour. We've got three audio bites that we're going to play. We're going to play one when he surprises Frank Sinatra on The Tonight Show in 1976. Second one is when he was uh, uh, roasting Martin Scorsese 
during an American Film Institute um, Award Lifetime Achievement Award in 2010. And the third is a one-night-only all-star comedy tribute to Don Rickles back in 2014. And we're going to play the last about five, six minutes uh, after he was honored and they played clips. And big-name talent was there. Don Rickles, by far the greatest. No ifs, no ands, no buts. And even though he had that insult humor, people knew he did it in jest. Because at the end, he would always conclude in a very, very personable, heartfelt way. In fact, uh, I was told when he was, I got tickets when he came to appear at Ruth Eckerd Hall in Clearwater. This has got to be going back, I don't know, maybe 12, 10, 12 years ago, maybe even longer. But after the show ended, whoever he picked on in the audience the ushers would go out and bring them to his dressing rooms, and he would have champagne and, and talk to all of those guests in the, in the dressing room afterward. Class guy all the way. And, uh, you know, he was known as the, the uh, just had some great nicknames that, that, uh, that he was known by, but ultimately it called him Mr. Warmth. And the truth was, he was. The, uh, what do they used to say? Something of insults. I'll, I'll, it'll come to me. But he and Carson had incredible magic together on all those appearances. And they never had any notes. It was just impromptu. But we'll play some of those cuts for you at the bottom of the hour. I'm going to tell you about a rat story. I did, you dirty rat. I had to deal with some rats, some rodents at the Pleasure Palace. This actually took place right after Thanksgiving. And I've been meaning to get to it, but I'm going to get to it today. That I can assure you. All right. When we come back, we're going to talk about David Hogg. David Hogg is the self-anointed activist now who is, seems to be the spokesperson for the gun control and gun confiscation lobby. And he was on the March for Our Lives big speaker last uh, Saturday that uh, took place in Washington. And amazingly, that had nothing to do with gun control. What it really had to do was, was by uh, George. It was, uh, it was funded by George Soros and by Michael Gloomberg. That was just a way to try to get everybody to vote, young people to vote, as well as trying, the latest kick they're on is to reduce the voting age from 18 to 16. This is what they want. Then eventually to 14. You can't have a cigar now in many cases until you're 21. You can't have a drink until you're 21. You cannot have a, they don't want you to have a, a firearm until 21, but you're smart enough to vote at 16 or 18. Makes no sense whatsoever. But when we come back, we'll play a soundbite that, uh, that we heard we played a few weeks ago, even last week. And then we will talk about Laura Ingram, who innocuously mentioned something about where David Hogg was and was not, actually was not accepted to college. And David Hogg was the one that initiated everything by saying, hey, I didn't get, get accepted to these colleges in People's Republic of California. And you will see now exactly how mean-spirited and exactly how this little punk who loves dishing it out, who loves going after politicians, and that's fine, I have no problem with it, who loves being the violent, activist, militant voice, who is rude on many occasions, hangs up on the White House, but yet can dish it out but cannot take it. Something that is an innocuous comment. We will continue. We'll talk about that. We'll get to Don Rickles. We'll get to my rat story as we celebrate the alpha male good life. Front and center today. And every day, every week on The Cigar Dave Show. 
The Cigar Dave Officers Club selection this month is a crowned head sampler, including Four Kicks. This cigar is medium in body, but full in flavor. Four Kicks is complex, rich, and defined by excellent balance while retaining a bright, clean finish. Want these cigars shipped directly to you each month? Log on to CigarDave.com to join the Officers Club. In 1964, Jose O. Padron began rolling cigars bearing his name in modest surroundings with one guiding principle, always focus on quality, never on quantity. Nearly 40 years later, Padron cigars are recognized for their superior taste and majestic construction. The result of Padron controlling all aspects of the cigar making process, including planting their own seeds, growing and curing their own tobacco, and constantly supervising the rolling room. To Wall Street, it is called vertical integration. To the Padron family, it's called making great cigars. The Padron lines include the Padron 1964 Anniversary Series and the Padron Traditional line. All Padron cigars are wrapped in Nicaraguan sun-grown Habano tobacco, available in natural or maduro. Experience Padron. For your Padron retailer, call 1-800-453-5635. When Padron is on the band, quality is a matter of family honor. Surgeon General Warning. Tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight. As a cigar connoisseur, one of the pleasures that we derive is walking into our retailer's humidor and seeing the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. Nine years ago, I had the idea that I wanted to share great cigars with the cigar lieutenants. So, the Officers Club was born. Every month, you will receive three fantastic premium cigars direct to your door, shipped in a very dapper Officers Club customized Ziploc cigar pouch. $22.95 per month gets you the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. No long-term contracts. You can cancel whenever you want. You enjoy great cigars right to your door. Names like Perdomo, Diamond Crown, Brickhouse, San Latano, Rocky Patel, Torano, CAO, Avo, Camacho, Greycliff, and many more. Join the Officers Club today. Go to CigarDave.com, click on Officers Club, and for $22.95, you'll get the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. as a wussified beta male, departing as a certified alpha male. Cigar Dave, mission accomplished. David Hogg, who survived the shooting at the Parkland High School last month. I've always stated, has every right to speak his mind, has every right to, especially going through what they went through. If he believes that there should be limits on weapons, that's his right to protest that. Now he's a self-anointed activist, appearing on every, he's the media darling, appearing on every liberal show, CNN, DN, uh, MS, DNC, M, uh, NBC, he's on uh, Bill Maher, uh, he's been all over the place, Face the Nation, I think he was on Meet the uh, Liberal Press, been on all the shows, everywhere, Mr. I can dish it out, but clearly he cannot take it. Now, let me play for you, first of all, a soundbite, this is the kid, I will remind you, who was invited to participate in the White House 
listening session that President Donald Trump held right after the attack, invited students, invited parents, wanted to listen, wanted to get their thoughts. They reached out to David Hogg and listened to his response and what he did on the White House. I actually hung up on the White House the other day. You hung up on the White House? Yeah, because they called us the Surprise day before. Surprised you got through. Well, no, they, they called me. And uh, oh. they actually called me the day before the listening session and asked if we were going to come. And I said, I'm not coming because we expect President Trump to come to the CNN town hall, which he never declined the invitation from. And the fact that they called us the day before, I found very offensive, considering the fact that there are funerals the next day, there's mourning we still had to do. And I, I ended on this message with them. I said... President Trump, we don't need to listen to President Trump. President Trump needs to listen to the screams of the children and the screams of this nation. Well, he would have listened had you gone and made your case, you schmuck. Who hangs up on the White Even Even Bill Maher, an ultra-liberal, looked very befuddingly, almost in amazement, like this kid hung up. Somebody calls you, White House, you can disagree with them, but say, you know what, I'm going to attend, and I'm going to make my case. And you do so politely, you do so firmly and forcefully. Nobody would have had a problem with that. This is exhibit A of the millennial entitlement generation. I'm entitled. This kid is the one who's not going to, when they asked him about, well, you know, what are your teachers? You're not going to classes. Oh, yeah, I missed a math test. Who cares? They're all in favor of me doing what I want. They're working you know, around me because it's all about him. It's not about everybody else. But this is the entitlement generation. Now, last week at the March for Our Lives, very militant. He put on a a string, and I during the show last week I said he's wearing some sort of uh, uh, like a badge, you know, like a VIP badge with a lanyard, and it had a dollar fifty on it. It said one fifty with a dollar sign. I'm like, what the hell is that? Well, he basically put that on and said this represents the amount of money of every uh, that 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 Marco Rubio took for every single from the NRA for every child that was murdered over the last year, whatever, something along those lines. Real dramatic, wearing a $1.50 price tag thing. And again, it's ridiculous. He disagrees with the NRA, fine. You disagree with their policies. Oh, by the way, my membership in the NRA expired this week. I didn't renew. Normally I renew just one year at a time. So I get the thing that says, you know, one year for this, two years for this, three years for that. I just looked and said, three years. Three years, 100 bucks. One year is 45. I think two years is like 70. I'm like, three years. I'm in. Because my feeling is, and we're seeing this, what the true, the absolute truth is about these activists. The truth has come out. They want to ban. They want to basically eliminate the Second Amendment. And I have a perfect example. In fact, at the March for Our Lives... During the Saturday's uh, uh, a rally, Delaney Tarr, who survived the shooting at Parkland, said this, and I quote, when they give us that inch, that bump stock ban, we will take a mile. What did I say last week? Why is the NRA fighting tooth and nail against any sort of regulation, even common sense regulations that I believe are probably a good idea? because they know exactly how the enemies of pleasure operate. I said this when it came time to those enemies of pleasure that enacted the smoking ban in California. All they said they wanted is to eliminate smoking in bars and restaurants. That's it. And public buildings. Fine. They got their inch. And then what happened? A few years later, they said, well, now it's worked so well, 
even though all these restaurants have invested in outdoor patios, covered patios, where people have no problem, nobody's being bothered, we think we should eliminate smoking at restaurant and bar outdoor patios as well. Ah, there's their mile. And they kept going on and on. Once you let a cockroach, as Tony Montana would say, you let a cockroach in the door, you let them in, you're going to have 100 cockroaches. You know what I mean? And that's right. You open the door an inch, they're going to stick their foot in there, and they're going to prop it open a foot. Then they're going to kick that door down and come marching through. That is why the NRA is fighting so vigorously against any sort of regulation. Because once you go down that path, and here's a student admitting it, just what I said last week, when they give us that inch, that bump stock ban, we will take a mile. Now, when it comes to David Hogg, he has been the face, the media darling, the media darling appearing everywhere. I'm sure traveling first class, four- and five-star hotels, limos everywhere. And by the way, last week when all these speakers came up to the stage and gave their big speeches. To and from the stage, to and from their limos. By the way, I wonder who paid for those limos. Oh, George Soros and uh, Michael Bloomberg. There you go. Not these students. The students didn't, 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 uh, they weren't the one that organized this thing. Not with millions of dollars in costs. It was, they were shuttled to and from their limos, surrounded by security, carrying weapons, carrying guns. So, on one hand, guns are evil. You shouldn't have the right to protect yourself. But yet, they marched to and from the stage surrounded by a protective security detail. So, again, it's okay for them to be protected with guns. But it is not okay for the American public to protect themselves, to make sure that their homes are secure, that in the event of a burglary or an invasion or a robbery, they are protected. David Hogg, the media darling. Media darling, as I said, appearing everywhere, first-class hotels flying all over the country. And you'll wonder, how is he able to complete his school school studies? And he talked last week that he had a test and basically blew it off. The teachers are working around him because it all revolves around that little entitled millennial. Give the kid a participation trophy. Well, David Hogg, who is 17, applied to numerous colleges, many in California. Out-of-state resident, he lives in Florida. If you are an out-of-state resident, whether you are a Floridian applying to a school in New York or a New Yorker applying to a school in Florida or a New Yorker applying to a school in California, you are not going to take precedence over in-state residents. That's how it works. He has a 4.2 GPA, a 4.1 or 4.2 GPA, SAT score of 1270. Right. Well, he revealed on March 27th to TMZ that he's been rejected from nearly all of his California dream schools, all the colleges he applied to. He got rejection letters from UCLA, UC San Diego, UC Santa Barbara, UC Irvine, and Cal State Long Beach. And he said, and I quote, I'm not surprised at all honesty. I think there's a lot of amazing people who don't get to college not only that do things like I do, but because their voices just aren't heard. In the tsunami of people who apply every year for college, in such an economic-impacted school system, which we have here in America, where people have to go into massive amounts of debt just to go to college and get an education. So now there's his next activism, his next activist uh, subject, and that is 
going after schools. Now, are colleges overpriced? Have the have they increased their tuition rates and fees at higher rates than the cost of inflation, cost of the CPI? You better believe it. Absolutely. That's a function of the fact that government has all these loans. It's like health care. People don't see what it costs. Same thing with colleges. Oh, don't worry. I can get a loan and get a scholarship. No problem. Well, here's a little note to David Hogg. There are plenty of colleges he can go to here in the state of Florida where you don't have to go into massive amounts of debt to get an education. Apparently, he didn't get that memo. He did get accepted to Cal Poly, Cal State San Marcos, and Florida Atlantic University. And he went on to say, it's absolutely disappointing that I didn't get into some colleges, but at this point, we were already changing the world. If colleges want to support us in that, great. If they don't, it doesn't matter. We're still going to change the world. I'm sorry, a college should not be, that, that's not their, their decision. They base their decision on, on whether you're, clearly in California, you're a state resident, and you're competing with many other out-of-state residents, so you have to have a certain GPA and a certain SAT score. No problem. Well, Laura Ingram... Uh, who has Laura Ingram, uh, the uh, Ingram Angle, uh, is, is her, uh, was it, uh, at Ingram Angle is her Twitter feed. She's gone Fox. She's on the radio. And she does a great job, by the way. I, her show is fantastic. She combines politics with, with uh, current events, with pop culture, what we try to do here as well. She's very good, very entertaining, very smart. Had the opportunity to meet her at numerous radio and records talk conferences. Always very pleasant with me. No issue. I enjoy watching her shows and listening to her shows. She tweeted out that, because Hogg was talking about how he didn't get into this college and that college, she said, David Hogg rejected by four colleges to which he applied and whines about it. Dinged by UCLA with a 4.1 GPA, totally predictable given acceptance rates. Well, big brouhaha, big storm, big storm rising. And when we come back, I will tell you the fallout because David Hogg's sister got involved. And now David Hogg, the activist, with a boycott for an innocuous statement. All she did was point out a fact. She didn't go after him. He was talking about how he was rejected, how he's whining about it, which he has been. And she simply stated a fact, an innocuous fact that he personally brought up and has been making a big deal out of. So when we come back, we'll tell you about the fallout, then we'll celebrate Rickles, and I'll tell you about my rat story. You, you need to add some alpha to your Facebook news feed. By following The General, you'll get the latest intel in the world of cigars, info on the show each week, and see what The General is smoking. Click like at Facebook.com slash Cigar Dave. The Cigar Dave Show is available 24-7, 365 via the Cigar Dave mobile app for Android, iPhone, as well as Amazon Kindle. You don't need to be in front of a radio. You just need to have your mobile device ready to go. And you can listen to me take on the enemies of pleasure. Talk about the alpha male good life as we talk cigars, spirits, diversions, grilling, everything associated with the alpha male good life. So go download the Cigar Dave mobile app today, presented by Diamond Crown. And you can listen to the show live, noon to 2 Eastern time, anywhere around the world. And as soon as the show is done, we run a continuous loop. 
The show is also available on demand, also our Twitter feed, Facebook feed, and the ability for you to record a message and send it directly to us. So go right now, if you've got an Android, an iPhone, or the Amazon Kindle, go and download the Cigar Dave mobile app presented by Diamond Crown. Never miss a minute of a Cigar Dave show with the Cigar Dave mobile app. Alpha Male with Nads of Steel, the General Cigar, Cigar Dave. Dave. So, activist David Hogg, 17 years old, all over the place. All over the place. Entitled millennial. He can dish it out. He can attack violently, really viciously, politicians, rudely, the White House, go after. And he's very militant. If you looked, if you watched his speech at the March for Our Lives last week, very militant, and then raised his fist with a black power, almost a, uh, a Nazi-like uh, salute that really I thought was a little bit over the top. And this kid knows all about self-promotion. This kid is going to ride it. Mark my words, he will get an offer from CNN or, or uh, DNC, NBC. It's just a matter of time. He's their lovely poster boy. Well, he went on and stated that he, didn't, he got rejected by numerous California colleges. And said that apparently these colleges don't, you know, don't don't understand the activism that I'm doing, and they don't get it. They don't want to participate. That has nothing to do with it. Has nothing to do with it. When you're not a state resident, you go to the bottom of the list. You're the bottom of the barrel. In-state residents take priority. They will admit a limited number of out-of-state residents. You will pay a higher tuition, but the standard, because there's limited number of slots, you've got to get a higher GPA and higher scores on the SAT. And this kid's been talking about it all over the place. Laura Ingram, just to refresh your memory a few days ago, sends out an innocuous tweet. David Hogg rejected by four colleges to which he applied and whines about it. Dinged by UCLA with a 4.1 GPA, totally predictable given acceptance rates. She didn't attack him. She was simply pointing out that there is a reason. And she said, dinged by UCLA with a 4.1 GPA. Here's a little newsflash. Warren Buffett, billionaire, mostly one of the most successful business people in the world, got rejected by Harvard. Big deal. Happens all the time. She wasn't being rude. She wasn't saying, oh, he's stupid. He only got a 4.1. She was simply pointing out that David Hogg, who has been making the public rounds, telling everybody, making a big deal, and almost going after these colleges, saying they didn't accept me, whining about it, which is fact, Ding by UCLA with a 4.1 GPA, totally predictable given acceptance rates. Well, Lauren Hogg, David Hogg's sister, replied back saying, how low are your ratings at Ingram Angle that you have to start attacking my brother's grades to get attention? First of all, she wasn't attacking his grades. She was pointing out that despite a 4.1, which is an excellent GPA, it's predictable because of the acceptance rates, especially for out-of-state students. She says... 
How low are your ratings that you have to start attacking my brother's grades to get attention? If you ask me, he is more articulate than you and has far better character. Man, that's real low even for you. Coming from a 14-year-old, please grow up. Hashtag never again. Are you kidding me? This shows you these millennials how the entire world evolves, revolves around them. How they, how they perceive things. Every, this, and this is, the, this is what happens when parents have told these millennials, you're wonderful, you're great, you're perfect, there's nobody better than you, you are the absolute greatest, you, you deserve to win medals because you're champion at everything. This is nonsense. She didn't attack her brother's grades. When you read it, she explains why, despite a good GPA, he got rejected. And by the way, he has been whining about it. Well, all of a sudden, that got little uh, activist David Hogg's attention. And she, he basically says, uh, ask in a tweet, ask advertisers. She says, asking for a friend who her advertisers are, hashtag boycott Ingram adverts. And then he comes back saying, pick a number, 1 to 12, contact the company next to that number, and lists all the top Laura Ingram advertisers. Now, this kid can clearly dish it out big time. He can go after the president. He can go after Rubio. He can go after other people. He can go after the NRA, vicious, go after, go after Dana Lash. He can go after everyone. But apparently, if somebody points out something innocuously and doesn't attack him, he misconstrues that and misconstrues it, and all of a sudden he needs a safe space, and I'm going to get back at her. We're going to get her advertisers. And shame on these pansy-ass companies that all of a sudden say, oh, we're, 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 we're going yep, yep, to boycott her, her show. I'm sorry. To me, if I'm an advertiser, I respond saying, look, we don't agree with everything she may say, but her audience likes our products. We advertise on liberal shows. We advertise on conservative shows. We advertise on independent shows. We are just looking for an audience to advertise our products to. Now, Laura Ingram clearly felt the heat and in a series of tweets apologizes. And you can tell this was contrived. Personally, I would not have apologized. Clearly, Fox wanted her to apologize. And here's what she said, and she does it in a classy way. Any student should be proud of a 4.2 GPA, including at David Hogg 111. On reflection, in the spirit of Holy Week, I apologize for any upset or hurt my tweet caused him or any of the brave victims of Parkland. For the record, I believe my show was the first to feature David immediately after that horrific shooting and even noted how poised he was given the, the tragedy. As always, he's welcome to return to the show anytime for productive discussion. Well, he refused her, her apology, saying... I 100% agree an apology in an effort just to save your advertisers is not enough. I'll only accept your apology only if you denounce the way your network has treated my friends and I in this fight. It's time to love thy neighbor, not mudslinging at children. Well, it's all about him, okay? All about this kid. And, of course, now you got media matters that are involved, the far left-wing group. But I like the... Oh, and by the way, here are the, the companies who have left Laura Ingram's Fox show. Hulu... Nutrish, Nestle, Wayfair, Expedia, TripAdvisor, Johnson & Johnson. Well, I buy pro- I, I subscribe to Hulu. I'm going to cancel that. I use Nestle products. I'm going to dump that. I've used Expedia. Not a lot, but I will never use them again. Same thing with TripAdvisor. And Johnson & Johnson, I'll find alternatives. I'll buy other Band-Aids instead of Johnson & Johnson. There are plenty of other alternatives. But the fact of the matter is, this is how ridiculous. Somebody said makes an innocuous comment, and all of a sudden, this is an attack on them. This kid... And all these millennials, we've revealed one thing. They can dish it out, but they don't have the strength to take it, even an innocuous comment. 
In fact, when you read the comment, she actually, in a, in a way, is positive, actually commends him because he had a good GPA and didn't get in. Kyle Kashov, who is the um, uh, one of the students who's more conservative-leaning, came back with some interesting Twitter uh, uh, tweets, and I thought it was very interesting. He made a very rational case stating why this whole kerfuffle was nonsense, and it is. I back Laura Ingram 100% on this. For this millennial, David Hogg, you're going to be out there, out and about. you be, become a public figure now. You can dish it out. You can whack everyone else, but you can't take it. I say, grow up. Stop acting like the wussified beta millennial that you really are. If you're really a true activist and a big, big shot and can appear in the public eye, then you ought to be able to take it, get some con- uh, criticism, and be able to take some mud when it's slung at you, even though Laura did not sling that in any way, shape, or form. Typical, pacified, spoiled, entitled millennial. We'll celebrate Don Rickles one year ago. Next week, passed away. We'll celebrate his life around the corner. Never miss a minute of the show when you download the Cigar Dave mobile app for Apple, Android, and Kindle devices. You can listen to our 24-7 continuous stream of the latest show or download the recent podcasts to listen to anytime on your mobile device. Get the Cigar Dave mobile app in the App Store. Search Cigar Dave. In the fertile fields of the Connecticut River Valley, there is still one cigar brand who grows their own Connecticut shade wrappers, Monte Cristo. Prized for its unique silky texture, this exquisite tobacco has now been used to craft a cigar worthy of its name, the Monte Cristo White Vintage Connecticut. Building on the legacy of the beloved Monte Cristo White series, this excellent medium to full-bodied cigar is rich, flavorful, and complex. Crafted with only the finest vintage 2008 wrapper leaves, the Monte Cristo White Vintage Connecticut Cigar has subtle notes of spices, vanilla, and hazelnuts. Packaged in a gorgeous handcrafted box, these exceptional cigars are available now at your local tobacconist. Pick up a Monte Cristo White Vintage today and experience the spirit of the valley. Surgeon General Warning. Cigar smoking can cause cancers of the mouth and throat, even if you do not inhale. In this difficult and challenging time when the government is trying to outlaw premium cigars and take away the art form of enjoying a beautiful cigar, we decided to introduce our brand called Prohibition. This cigar is going to be the bootlegger's dream. A gorgeous cigar made in Esteli, Nicaragua, triple cap using a broadleaf wrapper and a Mexican wrapper from the San Andreas Valley. It's got Nicaraguan tobaccos from the Nicaraguan valleys of Esteli and Jalapa. It's rich, it's complex, it's got some spice, some white pepper, and a ton of sweetness. Full of flavor, this cigar is one that you're going to want to enjoy, and you're going to bootleg. And that's why it's called Prohibition. Enjoy it. I promise you're going to love it. Everybody's Polish on Dingus Day. If you're looking for a party, it's the place to go. Dingus Day in Buffalo. The Monday after Easter is a holiday. Everybody's Polish on Dingus Day. As we celebrate Passover and Easter, Monday, big day, Dingus Day. 
traditionally celebrates uh, Polish-American tradition. Modern Dingus Day started in Buffalo in 1961. Have great Polish food, great beer, and of course the ladies, uh, the, the boys and the men chase the women with pussy willows and water. I don't get it, but it's a party. And on Dingus Day, everybody's Polish on Dingus Day. Big celebration in Buffalo, Chicago, South Bend, Indiana, in cities that uh, big Polish communities. So Monday, we're all Polish. We'll celebrate Dingus Day. Let's celebrate Don Rickles right now. One year ago, this coming Friday, Don passed away. 90, just one month short of 91. As we hear the famous Macarena, as Don would always come in because he'd get ready to gore people. Well, we got some audio bites that we want to play. Love Don Rickles. My father and I love Don Rickles. My father would call me whether I was in college or uh, even here in Tampa when Don Rickles would be on The Tonight Show or going to be on. He would call me or I would call him the greatest, greatest comedian. Nobody did or can do what Don Rickles did. All right, here are some cuts that we're going to play that I want to share. This is a cut from 1976 on The Tonight Show when Johnny, or correction, when Don Rickles surprises Frank Sinatra. And by the way, all these cuts, all these videos, we've posted at CigarDave.com. So here is Don Rickles surprising Frank Sinatra on The Tonight Show with Johnny Carson, 1976. Hey, Frank, it's good to see you. Uh, I, I, I just I just was hanging around in the hall, and I, they said, Frank Sinatra's here, and I've never met him, you know. <laughs> And I get the chill. You'll excuse us, won't you? Certainly, you? certainly. Marco Mangananzo was hurt. <laughs> Marco Mangananzo. Fambino Bombazzo. Two bullets in the head Thursday. <laughs> now this, this you don't believe. Excuse us, Johnny, you're, you're from the Midwest. You're busy going, is the truck loaded? <laughs> Guido says hi. He hasn't had a chance to talk to you. And from Jersey City, your good friend, Bubani Umbazza. What's he his started alias? His car. <laughs> he started his car with your album on, and now he's a highway. Oh, that's funny. But I tell you, I'm a Jew and you're an Italian. And here we have what? <laughs> And this is a great Irishman. This is America. Yes, sir. And that's why I just want to say, before we go any further, for 14 years, Johnny Carson kept saying, do you really know Frank? And I want you to know, Frank, I worship you and I love you. I really mean this. Because since I'm a kid, I used to blow in girls' ears and hear you go, and do it my way. I need a girl so bad. I love my wife, but she's ill. <laughs> But you just got married, Frank. I just can't picture him on the wedding night standing in the room going, And did it all, and I suppose it's my way. And Barbara, Barbara, his wife is going, Frank, when you get a minute. God bless you. He just got married. Hey, all the good things. This is the most exciting night in the years that I've known Johnny Carson. He started me on this show. This is the most exciting night, and I, 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 so help me. It's a great night. He was even nervous, because he came to me and said, and I said, da, 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 da. <laughs> you are a powerhouse, and Frank, I love you. Thank you, Frank. 
And at this point, he goes to kiss Sinatra on the lips. Can I, listen, can I tell a story about sure. what this man did to me once? You may have known or heard about this. It was a true story. This is a long time ago, long before Don got married. I was eating dinner in a restaurant in New York, and uh, uh, I was sitting with, with some friends, and he came over to the table, and he said, Frank, do me a favor, will you? He said, I'm sitting with a very pretty girl, and uh, I'm trying to make out, you know? And he said, I told her I know you, and she really doesn't believe me. Would you stop by the table? I said, all right. I was just about finished. I was down to the espresso. And I finally, he went back, and I walked by the table, and I said, how are you, Don? Nice to see you. He said, can't you see I'm eating, Frank? What are you doing? <laughs> The greatest, I'll tell you, Don Rickles on The Tonight Show, incredible. This is a cut from 2010, the American Film Institute honoring director Martin Scorsese Lifetime Achievement Award. And remember, Don Rickles was cast in the movie Casino, and Scorsese directed that. So here's Don jabbing Scorsese. From Casino, the pit boss of warmth. Don Rickles. It is now 11 o'clock and I'm fed up and tired. (laughs) Marty, I would address, somebody get a phone book so you can see me. Forty million jobs in show business, I got a midget to direct me. I have regards for you, Marty, from Tony Bonini and Frankie Garzano. And they told me to tell you, you'll be dead in the morning. Marty, you are the most annoying director I ever had in my Little guy, he's the kind of guy in prison was the squealer all the time. <laughs> Pulling on your pants like going, let's do it again. I said, Marty, it's 85 times, De Niro don't have it anymore. He's busy mumbling, mumbling. <laughs> Marty, when we see all the films you did, none of them were great. <laughs> none of them. I look around the room and I realize now, aside from Clint Eastwood, I'm the biggest name here. (laughs) Clint Eastwood is now thrilled his name was mentioned. (laughs) And Marty, you'll have a great future ahead of you. Maybe instead of Jesus Christ, you'll do a story about a rabbi. A rabbi schlepping a piece of wood someplace. (laughs) Be a great story. Anyway, uh, De Niro is sitting there. God bless you, Bob. He's got the beard on. To to know him is a treat. He's one of the great actors of our time. You ask him. Uh, You ask him. They'll tell you. But Marty, from my heart, on behalf of my wife, Barbara, and I, being part of Casino was a great treat. It was a Cadillac. You are a Cadillac. To me, that is the top of the industry. Wherever your wonderful mother is, who I loved and adored, as certainly you did in your family, she's watching and smiling on you. God give you the great strength and courage to continue your great work. You are special. Never forget that. You are special. God bless you, and I love you. 
That was the beauty of Rickles, is that he could roast you, he could gore you, he could go right after you mercilessly, but at the end he proved what a gentleman, what a mensch he really was, and that's why he, he could get away with everything, because people knew it wasn't mean-spirited. All right, this is from a tribute to Don Rickles called One Night Only, an all-star comedy tribute from 2014. And Don already was starting to get up there. This is, I think, when he was already around 80, maybe 87, 88, somewhere in that neck of the woods, had some, uh, some surgery on his leg and had some, uh, uh, some walking issues. But this was Don Rickles at the end. We'll play just some excerpts of it, and then we'll have to cut out. But this is Don Rickles at the end after everybody had roasted him and gored him. Thank you. Please, please be seated. The Jewish holidays are over. You know, when I, uh, I should be standing, but I'm sitting here. Dave, thanks for coming. You don't know, uh, Letterman's not the kind of guy that gets out too much. You know, he's out in the Midwest with his wife saying, uh, honey, uh, shoot that cow and let's go to bed early. Uh, uh, but he, God bless him. He's, he's, not, he's not a big waiver. He really isn't. And uh, it's sweet of you, Dave. I know your busy schedule of going to the bank and trying to figure out what the hell you're doing. So, uh, <laughs> I am so thrilled as I look around the room that I'm the biggest name here. This is, this is what, this is what rocks me, rocks me. I'll be very honest with you, all the performers, you were all marvelous, really you were, and I, I will be all night saying how great you were, except that De Niro was weak. But, uh, no, Bob was a great friend. When I did Casino, he kept saying to me, And like an idiot, I said, yeah, Bob, okay, yeah, Bob. But he was great. Every time we did a scene, <laughs> and Martin Scorsese, God bless him, one of the great directors in our business, has a little problem with asthma. And so during a main shot, he goes, <laughs> and I got to kiss his ass, so he lets me do in the scene. But uh, it's so good to see big like uh, Jerry Seinfeld, I know for many, many years. And he skyrocketed to fame. He's a wonderful guy, and you talk to him, it's like being alone. But, uh... I look around this room, and this is the home of the blacks. And I see three. Anyway, uh... God bless you black people, I love you, I really do. Uh... As you're laughing here, I'm sure one of you guys is up in my hotel room robbing me. Anyway, uh, but I had a, a wonderful, hectic life, and it was always good. Never in trouble and so forth uh, with problems, and, and I married my wonderful wife who's been with me. God bless her, I with her for 49 years. We'll play the rest of this. We'll, we'll have everything at CigarDave.com. We've got a list of all my favorite Don Rickles uh, YouTube videos. The greatest. Don would have been 90, actually 92 uh, this coming Friday. Passed away one year. Hard to believe uh, he's been gone a year, but he lives on on YouTube, and we want to play him because greatest comedian of all time, and again, could get away with nobody else could get away with, but in a spirit of, uh, of kindness and uh, loving as well. All right. I wish all of you a happy Passover, happy Easter, happy Dingus Day. Celebrate, enjoy Cigar Day. The general saying, may your humidor always be full. 
Mayor Cutter, always be sharp. Mayor Ashby, extra, extra long. Semper Delictatio, always pleasure. Long live the Alpha. Make America great again. Screw the enemies of pleasure. I love my dames in beautiful long fur. <laughs>